Welcome to the most spiritually non-religious, non-politically civic, humorously serious, tell it like it is, refined, unfiltered, uncommonly regular podcast you've never heard. About to go on a verbal voyage to the deep end of the philosophical pool of life. Discussing insights, headlines, history, struggles, and victories from two guys who just might change your perspective or even confirm it. Mixing in some laughs along the way because none of us are getting out alive. Anderson Effect, season one. Yeah. I gotta tell you, it's a, it's a little off-putting to, to not see the beard, dude. Like, I'm like, that's who's this dude I'm talking to? Yeah. It sounds like Tyler. Yeah. It doesn't look like Tyler. I look strange. It's when just, I catch my reflection, I feel like an alien. It's just way different, dude. Like, it's a totally different look for you. Yeah. Microphone check, mm-hmm. check, check. My face has been super cold. <laughs> but that first time hitting the pillow... Was nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was the best. I, I could just say China. Like, we could do a total loop of just us going back and forth ping pong style. Yeah. China. 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 <laughs> China. China. With my little China girl. Somebody should change that David Bowie song oh, and just insert Trump. Oh, that would be China dope. Girl. Oh, that would. People would, people would boycott, dude. People would, people would be out of control. Out of control. Bowie's rolling over in his grave. How dare you? I'm going to do the remix. Ziggy's coming back for you. Yeah. Stardust and all. <laughs> Except it's not stardust. It's devil dust right, now. Right, it's corona dust. Yeah. Oh, man. So we've been recording for the last three and a half minutes. Welcome to the Anderson Effect. I'm Joseph. And I'm Derek. And today there's another voice that we brought in to chat about what we're chatting about today. It's going to be the uh, AKA episode of Anderson Effect. Anderson Cleefit Anderson Effect. I like it. I like it. All right. We got TK Tyler Cleefit in the house. Yep, yep. What's up, Tyler? How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I uh, right. just want to clarify from right from Jump Street here. I'm not a Corona expert. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, you know, we're gonna put that disclaimer out right in front. Yeah, there's a I think there's a couple of disclaimers probably right out of the gate. So, we are not experts of anything that we're gonna be talking about no, today. No, we're not doctors. Yeah. We're not scientists. We're not even professional researchers. That's right. We yeah. uh, and, and uh, I would also go ahead and put the disclaimer out. It, you know, it could get graphic. It could get a little because there's there's a lot of frustration and rage in this room, probably a little bit. So if if you got kids, I, I'd get them away from the recording for now until you listen to it yourself. And then if you want to let them hear it, let let them hear it. But uh, but today it's going to be a very a very special coronavirus episode. Uh, and we could call this a Clefot sandwich, right? Because the Andersons are the bread and the Clefots the meat. We, could, could, we be. could do that. We it could, could be that. The, yeah. peanut, the peanut butter or jelly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Or salami. Yeah. Whoa. Or, or avocado. Or yeah. avocado. Avocado, avocado yeah. toast yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's uh, but you know you'll uh, you'll see Tyler on here a lot. I think uh, mm-hmm. t- Tyler's a, a good guy and uh, a good friend of, of ours and. And I think it's a good mix, you know, we, uh, Joseph and I represent our own kind of take on life, and then a lot of times I feel like Tyler's somewhere in the middle, like he's, he's kind of got this different perspective, and, and it's like I always say, you know, most of the time, most people want the same result, how they would decide to get there might be different, um, but, but I think for something like this coronavirus thing, as I'm, as I'm texting Joseph last night, and I go, you know, 
we maybe need to do something just on the coronavirus because I'm I got a lot to say and um, yeah. and, and, and I know we we sat around and talked about it the other night for a minute and uh, it, it's probably worthwhile um, we you know a lot of times Joseph and I will you know we'll kind of do a run through of not a script but just how the show's going to flow recognize today it's all kind of unadulterated unfiltered uh, just straight off our heads kind of things we've probably already thought or talked about and you know I kind of in my head on the last night and this morning kind of thought through some some bullet points and topics I want to make sure I get out there and I'm sure these guys have too but but recognize this is going to be pretty free-flowing today guys and um, I'd also it's always free-flowing it's going to be a little more yeah even more so this even more so today a little more improvised yeah. and I work with Tyler so I've talked to him a little bit about what's been going on and I really wanted him to get on get on and get off in a matter of speak yeah that face you can make that face okay. uh-huh that's fine i'm not sure how to verbalize the face i just made but maybe the sound would be wah, wah, wah. what well thanks huh? for having me on today mm-hmm. uh, really appreciate it and um i you know i definitely do represent that that varying opinion um first off it is 9 a.m this has got to be the world's earliest podcast. This is like the dad cast. <laughs> I'm, we're our, we are dads. Yeah, yeah right. we're on dad time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. We got we got to get it in when we can get it in, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so. I like it. I like it. I'm a morning person, so. Be right up your alley. Yeah. So how you want to start it? Since I, I, this well, is all improvised. Yeah, so here, here's my thing, guys. I, I don't really want to talk a ton about where it came from, how it started, uh, we all know that or know as much as we're going to know for now probably about that. I mean, I got a million jokes about bat soup. I got all those things. <laughs> I, f- for me, it's more about how we as a country are dealing with it, how how we as a society are behaving, and, and kind of, you know, like, like most topics we talk about, my disappointments and my... I guess you'd call them my positives around it. Um, you know, I would just start by saying, I'll, I'll set the tone for my opinion, and, and I stole this from a guy yesterday who, who shared it with me. And if I, if I slightly misquote it, my apologies, but there's a, there's a statement out there from a guy, you know, a few of you might have heard of, Benjamin Franklin, who said that uh, sacrificing liberty for temporary security, you deserve neither. So that, that that's kind of my theme around coronavirus and and just some of the things that have been put in place or the lack thereof that have been put in place around the coronavirus. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to monopolize a conversation. Tyler, where's your head at this morning, buddy? What do you think? Ah, man, it's such a, it's such a complicated issue, you know, Um, just with, with what's happening now, we're being told, uh, you know, social distance. This is a word or a phrase that, uh, you know, it's just brand new, so it's it's so new to everybody, and I totally feel you there. That uh, you know, there there are nefarious forces in the world that don't want to maybe waste a good crisis and would love to take away um, your civil liberties. Uh, on the flip side of this, I, I feel like as humanity, we're almost being challenged. Um, to, you know, think about people other than ourselves, you know, the, the elderly, 
Um, and, you know, sacrifice maybe temporary discomfort um, and, you know, go into your homes and maybe take a big loss on a paycheck. Yeah, you know, I, I got a couple things because you hit on, man, you hit on some of my hot buttons right out of the gate. And some I feel like, we're, and again, exactly why I felt it'd be good if, if you were here today because we're going to probably align on a bunch of stuff and then some stuff we might differ on. You know, right out of the gate, I, I got to go on record as saying social distancing may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and it's because it's all marketing, right? Nobody wants to throw out quarantine or anything like that. They want to use this social distancing term as a nice, friendly term. Everybody can everybody can get along with a little social distancing. So, so I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I, I do totally agree with you, though, that... Um, People don't understand uh, they're basically lowering the bar for what they'll tolerate now and what they'll tolerate in the future. Um, there's nothing to substantiate uh, anything we're doing. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like, hey, take your umbrellas out today. It's going to rain. Oh, it didn't rain today. Take it tomorrow. Oh, take your umbrella again on the third. It'll eventually rain. Just just hang on. Uh, so so I got, I've got that kind of dealing. And then... I mean, I guess I'd go on record as saying, is the coronavirus ser virus serious? Most definitely. It, it's not a hoax. It's science. It's real. It's there. And it kills people. It kills people like numerous other diseases, addictions, all, all those things. Um, so part of me wonders why we treat it any differently than we would anything else. You know, I, I think the CDC had some great... Uh, some great things they put out in terms of everybody's heard them, you know, wash your hands 20 seconds, uh, try to stay six feet away from people because that's how far the thing can travel when somebody sneezes, uh, wash your hands a ton, only get out when you have to. Uh, and if you're of a compromised health, so you're super, so you're older, you're, you're real young, or you have a bunch of, uh, different health conditions that impact your immunity system, for God's sakes, stay inside because those people are fragile even over things like the common cold, flu, pneumonia. All those things can, can be killers for, for, uh, for people who have compromised immune systems. Well, you said something about being social distancing being the dumbest thing, one of the dumbest things you've ever heard. What would you rather it be called? Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. And I know, I think, again, we're not professional researchers, but I know... Uh, that term was used uh, when they were trying to com combat the Spanish flu back in 1918. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's done any uh, research, they're going to see that, that they're real quick to put up two comparisons. Uh, one of what Philadelphia did and one, I believe, Boston. And, and one place did it, the other place didn't. Uh, probably the biggest thing that I get uh, real excited about is... And this is probably the only place where the road forks for me and Tyler is a lot of people are treating this like a giant snow day. And a lot of people are like, oh, they've called off life. Yeah. We can all we can all just hang out. We've called off life. Well, well, you know, your bills are still going to come due, right? You know, the country still has to move. It still has to run. And it's it runs based on, you know, you have bills, you pay your bills. And people are like, oh, that's okay. Donald said we'd create a... Seven, they'll have to create a new number, not trillion, not gazillion. It'll be like 
quadrillion dollars worth of aid that may or, you know, nobody wants to talk about, well, how does that happen? You can't just turn the press on and make that money. How do we get it back? Somebody, somebody talked about, well, you know, they may just, it may just be like an interest-free loan and you, you pay it back when they deduct it from your tax return. Oh no, they ain't taking my tax return. I mean that, you know, that's what I love when it's free. Everybody's like, Oh, this is the greatest idea ever. Well, you know, you got to pay it back somehow. No, no, I don't have to do that. The government's going to take care of me. They're not going to let all of us be homeless. And, and, and then the the other part of that that makes me crazy is, you know, our good friend, Governor Andy, um, said, don't worry about your utility bills and your, your mortgage and your rent. Nobody's going to do anything to you. You're right, Governor Andy, until you get on the until you get on there on your, one of your little five o'clock chats as you position yourself for the next presidential election. Um, and say, hey, everybody, it's back to normal. Your friend Governor Andy took care of you, so it's all back in place. And you're like, yay, woo, snow days are over. And then, and then about a week later, you get, your, uh, you get your brown bill from LG&E that says, hey, you owe us $700 for the last three months. Uh, we'd like that in seven days, or we're turning you off. And then you open up your next bill. Hey, it's the water company who, if anybody's ever dealt with them, uh, knows exactly uh, the amount of incompetence and, uh, and just nastiness involved with them. Uh, they're going to say, hey, you know, uh, we need your last three cycles of water. That'll be uh, $900. And we'll need that uh, in three days or we're going to turn you off. And, and, and then your landlord's like, or your mortgage company's like, hey, we need your last three months of, uh, of rent or mortgage. And uh, just so you know, if we don't get it in 10 days, we're going to evict you. So now you're sitting in the dark with no water, uh, waiting for the sheriff to come evict you, and you're going to go, huh, I wonder if all this panic and snow days was a good idea. Because people, people throw out days to quarantine like, there's, like it's a credit card. Uh, you know, we may have to do this for 18 months. Yeah. What are you talking about, 18 months? You'll come out, you'll come out of your cave and... and uh, Life will be gone as you know it, it'll, and it'll never come back. Not for you, not for your kids, not for your grandkids. Um, really, I think what ought to happen is, because you hit on it for me, you said, you know, we need a little discomfort. I think that's the problem. We're not. We don't have any discomfort because people's lives are still going just as normal. They're like, hey, I'm still hanging out. It's even better now. I don't have to set an alarm clock. I don't have to go to work. And, and, uh, but I guarantee you if all of a sudden Governor Andy said, well... We're going to turn off all cable, social media, <laughs> all your movie streaming apps. Suddenly, people would not be so excited about the quarantine. Uh, so, so all that for me is, is the problem. Is nobody's nobody's uncomfortable. No, nobody's uncomfortable. So, so all these folks that want to tell me what a what a cold-hearted bastard I am. Listen, I, I agree. Nobody needs to be going to the movie theater to watch a movie, as if anybody does anymore. Anyway. No, nobody. I do all the time. Shut your mouth. No. Uh, and, and then uh, on top of that, you know, nobody needs to be out, you know, looking for a new television. Nobody needs to be doing. I, I get it. Go go to work. Get your groceries. Get your drugs. Stay away from Tyler. Take that however you want, and uh, <laughs> keep your hands washed. Uh, do all those things the CDC recommends. I'll tell you right now. I I, uh, I have several sources of income, and one of those is I is I run a warehouse for somebody. And we haven't missed a beat. We go to work every day. We've invoked a six-foot rule so that it's, it's set up so nobody has to be within six feet of one another. We continually talk about washing hands. We continually talk about, hey, if you have symptoms, 
stay home. Stay home until your symptoms are gone. And we've even invoked something where if you do get sick with the coronavirus, we'll pay you for two weeks without using any of your sick time, any of your personal time, so that you don't feel pressure to come in and so that you do know your bills can still get paid. That's good. So there are ways to make this thing work so that our capitalistic society, love it, hate it, still moves forward. Uh, it, it's it, Again, it's not a snow day. I, I, I'm still upset that they sent my kids home with packets of work and said, hey, teach your kids. That, that's like when the guy told me to cut my kids' umbilical cord. Isn't there somebody in the room more qualified than me? So, you know, I mean, with all this technology, you're going to tell me teachers can't get up in the mornings and everybody FaceTime together and teach a lesson? Are, are you serious right now? So, so, yeah, no, so yeah, nobody's – and let me tell you something. I'm dumb as a box of rocks. So if I can come up with it, I'm confident some of you guys that's got a bunch of letters in the alphabet behind your name could have figured that out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this free ride, sure it feels good right now. Everybody's sleeping under this blanket of protection because nobody cares about the check that's coming due when it's over. Yeah. Joseph, my man, what do you think? Well, I think that there's a lot of a lot of that frustration that's not being voiced, a lot of – or it's being voiced, but – then what's happening with it after it's being voiced is there you can't have a town hall meeting because everybody's (laughs) got to be in the house and there's no uh, there's no go to this website if you'd like to chat or listen to what our ideas are what our plans are you can email your questions you can comment as we're going through what our plans are i don't i haven't heard anybody talk about that from i don't like turning on social media much at all right me too. I, it's the the second i turn it on and like one and a half finger flicks whatever mood i had built up was is crushed like, is, that, is that a new unit of measure yeah one, one, <laughs> one and a half finger flicks mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. i'm not one who will get angry i'm not one who will uh voice the negative like you had the you talking about the thing about the water company i don't i don't want to have anything like that that may be in me expressed as if the people are the problem the whole time the people have not been the problem the whole time it's the opportunistic ability yeah i just made up that word too to go with the uh, measurement of trying to create the herd mentality so that someone can then come and be a shepherd when when so so if it's not the, the sheep aren't learning we're not teaching the sheep anything we're not making them uncomfortable. We're saying it. Just don't go out. Right. Um, just stay in your house. Right. Okay. I stay in my house, and teach your kids. Okay. I don't know what they've been learning up to this point. I don't know how they've been getting taught. Right. I haven't been in the classroom for the nine hours that have been going on. So how I learn learn math is going to be way different than how they're teaching math. For sure. So I might like for our second son Jonah. He has a way of learning math that I, it was it was not a part of my upbringing at all. It's a special way of learning math that he gets and makes it so that he can understand what he's doing. I don't know what that is. My daughter, too. Same way. She's she got these little dots she mm-hmm. uses It's the dot system. Yeah, yeah. I love I the dot it. system. I haven't watched the dot system enough. I can go to YouTube, but like you, Derek, I'm one who is very, very happy. I, I haven't expressed this enough. Here's one thing that has happened with this whole thing. I haven't expressed a lot of what goes on in my heart and 
head and soul. So when I'm around Julie, when I'm around Lincoln, when I'm around Jonah, I just stare at them. Right. Right, like, right. These are gifts that I've been taking for granted. Yeah. And I just, like, I, I want it. I don't want it to end, but I do want it to end. Like, I do not like waking up every day going, okay, what's next? When, when is this going to have its new normal where we're able to roam free on the globe again? Right. Like, I think about the, the we, when we started our podcast, it was just a joke on a, on a um, cruise line. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It was all about these people eating bats, and that's just ridiculous. And now it's turning into 28 days later. It's turning into panic that goes along with pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's a. My thing is, to me, more so than 28 days later, I had this epiphany this morning. For me, it's the same thing I enjoy about a Stephen King book. But I'm not digging it in real life. No, exactly. Stephen King, the thing I always tell people about Stephen King, I don't really care for his true horror books, per se. I like things like The Dome, mm-hmm. The Stand, Regulators. That go into people. Where you put you put people in an enclosed environment, literally sometimes, and you see the best and the worst in people come out. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing today, guys. That, yeah. That's the frightening part of this, is you got... I, I, Again, I've made no qualms about my love-hate of social media, and, and right now that gauge is strictly pegged at hate. Uh, there's so much uneducated hatred out there and, and, and miscommunication of facts that it, it's, it, it really frustrates me to a point that I've never been in my entire life. Um, there were people trying to find the, num- the correct number to call to get doctors' offices closed down yesterday because they felt they weren't supposed to be open. There's now this wow. mis- there's now this misperception that nothing should be open, and God forbid you're working. How dare you work? Well, I mean, you, you got to work. I mean, nobody's promised me any money, guys. I, I haven't. Hmm. Nobody's sent anything out that says, "Hey, your check will be in the mail in in seven days." Because guess what? Everybody rallied around. And again, two other disclaimers: we're in Kentucky, where things are are markedly different than it is in other places. And um, I've never really came right out and said this before, but I don't have a political affiliation. I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I'm probably best described as a libertarian. Um, So I I got no political agenda here other than it it could be Governor Andy. It could be Matt Matt Bevins. It could be anybody. But, but, you know, every day when he comes on and tells people, hey – uh, you know, he picks, you know, he calls out a bingo hall in Pike County. So the bingo hall in Pike County is the root of all evil at this point? Is mm-hmm. that is that what I'm to understand? Um, well, that's what I'm going after. We keep going after little bits and pieces. Yeah. We need a bigger plan. But what I was also yeah. going to say is this has caused me to not hold in so much. Sure. Like you, I love to go to work now. Right. I love being at the place that I work. We could be, we could still be working like if if it all comes down and we have to go back to working in a house, at this point I'm I would be okay with it, mm-hmm. as long as we have the limits. That was part of the thing is that there weren't any limits in what we were doing in our house. But I love waking up and I love coming to where we work. I love working with the people that we work with. I love it because it is something that you, I was listening to a song on. It was Airplanes, a remix with Eminem on B.O.B.'s album. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Adventures of Bobby yeah, Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. and his. 
his whole verse was about going off of what we did last week. So we're having that continuity. His verse was talking about what if he never took a chance? Right. What if I never saw the openings for me to walk through to get where I am? Then I would be way worse off than I was before I even had the dream of becoming a hip-hop artist. For me, it, I was hit, it hit me dead in the center of my soul. What if I didn't take the chance to come work with my wife, come work with Tyler for our personal family development, our personal growth and development as a career people in general? What if I didn't do that? Then I would be sitting at home right now. I would wonder when am I going to get go back to a place that I don't like to work to earn money just to catch up on the bills. Right. Right now, like you're working with the the Rattermans with Shade, right. they can do it anywhere. We can work wherever we want to work. So that's a gift. But what it like my my thinking was, if I had just like Eminem, if I hadn't taken that jump, then my mental state would probably be way worse than it is now. I'm easily. Like I was telling, I think, Julie two days ago, with all the grocery stores having their updates, we're running out of this, running out of that, people on Facebook and social media saying my Walmart's bare empty. Depression really set in. I didn't want to, like, I didn't even want to get up. I just looked at the wall and said, no one's saying when this is going to be any different. All we have is, like, the pipe dream from China. They're kind of finally get allowed to be back out in public without... Um, martial law type thing but what about over here bingo halls and churches that don't listen spreading the the this life-ending virus okay well what's the plan to combat that well and you you just touched on i'm not political either i have like i'm i'm not even libertarian right i don't want to listen to any of it so it's very hard for me to listen to people on the podium with the lights and their their gang behind them saying this is what you all need to do well, you're yeah, you're like apolitical. Like you, you you're like, like being agnostic, right? You're apolitical. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, that's my problem. I mean, the analogy I would use is it's like when you did something really bad as a kid, so bad that like your mom and dad didn't even know how to punish you, so mm-hmm. they just they just started out with you're grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'd come back in a couple of weeks and be like, "Am I still grounded?" Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's all we got. We got we've got nothing at the at the other side of this thing. And we've got nobody talking about the repercussions of, of extending. Mm-hmm. You know, here, you know, in Kentucky, guys, uh, I don't have the latest numbers, but when I looked yesterday, we had 60 coronavirus cases, two deaths. Now, why do we continue to ratchet down the quarantine or the social distancing or, or whatever you want to call it when we're flat on occurrences? Like, like, like it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like, it, it's almost like if I had a cold, and my fever wasn't going up, but the doctor said, well, take, take twice the amount of antibiotics now. But I'm, but I'm not any sicker, doc. Yeah, but you could be. Take, take twice as many antibiotics. And then you come back two days later, hey, man, I still am not any sicker. Hey, take, uh, take, take ten times as many antibiotics. So, uh, so I don't understand that. I don't understand uh, why we, bl- you know, for, I mean, for decades and generations, we fought for the government not to tell us what to do. And now I just feel like as a, as a country, we're super happy for the government to tell us what to do. Hey, that, and I love, too, that where the government has uh, manipulated this deal, where the people are against the people. You know, they'll say, you know, it's you people. It's you churches. It's you, it's you bingo halls. You're the reason we got to get quarantined. No, it's not. 
They didn't say let's quarantine. They said we're we're gonna we're gonna do certain activities that are important to us, and we're okay with that. No, nobody's saying. You know, it, it, here's the thing: if you're totally about quarantine and social distancing and doing the things the CDC's told you to do, if some group wants to go to church or go play bingo, it ain't gonna affect you because you're gonna stay six feet away from everybody. <laughs> you're gonna wash your hands. And here's the other thing: I'm not a I'm not a medical professional, but I, I read right before I walked in here today. Uh, the virus stays airborne for three hours. So in theory, if my if I if I'm locked down next to Tyler, who's my neighbor, and he sneezes, if the wind blows right, I'm gonna the virus is in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so staying in, and that's my thing. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, if I people are still gonna die, people are still gonna get sick. Well, people but, are going to get sick and die every day anyway. But well, but I'm saying specifically of coronavirus, right? Okay. Yeah, people people are going to get sick and die from the coronavirus anyway. It's airborne. You, you there's no hundred percent guarantee on this thing, and there's no math around how to do that. But if I'm right, we're one step closer to socialism, which maybe some people want that. I personally don't. And 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 we've said, hey, government, here's our new threshold for what you can take away from us, and we'll be okay with it. And it's an experiment. It's a social experiment that that could be detrimental for years to come. It, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, you mentioned socialism, and one thing that Tyler and I talked about yesterday was the impact that could lead to socialism. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, there has just seemed like there's been a lack of a plan. Um, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of direction. You're just told to stay away from people. Um, and I agree, Derek, you know, my, my mind immediately went to a conspiracy. This is the ultimate way to just like usher in socialism. If you were going to do it, if I was rich and powerful and, you know, I wanted to bring about more control for, from the top here, you know, this is how I would do it. That being said, though, you know, we do live in, um, you know, a, a very populated world now. And like pandemics, it's it's a real threat. It's something that you know, with with like a what is it a two percent death rate with the coronavirus or? And I think the last thing I saw specifically said like three point eight maybe. Three point eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's not huge, but what what happens when something's spreading this fast and um, you know there's a twenty percent death rate and it's of infants or something right, you know right, imagine right. Um, how fast we would mobilize them um, now though on one hand you know I am uh, it, it does scare me that people just so blindly will you know kind of follow orders but on the other hand um, I think this is an opportunity to uh, kind of put systems in place and you know what what if the the big one does come then we're a little more prepared. Uh, and also, too, not just, you know, to know the protocol to keep it from spreading, but the biggest impact when this first started happening um, that, that I was worried about, I was like, well, what happens when the economy shuts down? That's what I'm really afraid of. Um, and I, I used this analogy uh, a few days ago, but I really feel like, uh, like the, the world economy and specifically like the American economy, is a lot like the bus on the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves. 
Like it's just it it can't stop, or it's going to explode. It's a system built on exponential growth, and you know that could it could only work for so long because there's only so many minerals that you could pull out of the ground to keep making iPhones and iPads. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's it's you know got us to where we are. I love it. It's it's the best system in the world, in my opinion. Right. Me too. But. I do think that we use this as an opportunity to put systems into place like what happens if the bus stops, mm-hmm. you know? Um, are we just going to have like one big uh, forget about it, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. come down from the top? Uh, I don't have an answer, but... Uh, well, I mean, I think the easiest way to look at this, guys, is, and again, I'm not a micro or macroeconomics teacher, or professor, uh, but uh, I mean, it's, it's really pretty simple. I mean, if you look at how poorly the stock market is behaving, which is, I mean, if like it, love it, hate it, this whole world or our whole world being the United States, it, it circles around the stock market and it circles around a very capitalistic environment. Uh, so what really happens, and, and maybe this isn't a bad thing, I mean, we could probably debate this, but I mean, if you go into this, I mean, let's say worst case, somebody got excited and said, you're right, we got we to gotta be quarantined for 18 months. Nobody works for 18 months. Only thing that happens is you get, okay, so first question would be, if nobody works, how's anybody get food? Right. How's anybody get utilities? How's anybody, um, you know, protected from fire and crime and mm-hmm. other illness? Um, but what happened? Okay, great. And, and let's say somehow you keep all that running. You keep all that running, you keep fed. Keep the lights on. Yeah. I mean, what you come out of the other side is, best case, you're now in a socialist society, literally first day, because you're going to be dependent on the government to make sure you get the necessities you need, and they determine how much of that you need every day. So I need you to go look at socialist countries and see how well that's working out. It's not. Uh, and, And everybody, you know, lately since Obama, it's been, let's talk about socialized medicine. Look at our friends in Canada ask them about their, uh, you know, two-year wait to get knee surgery, ask them about their three-day wait to see a doctor, ask them uh, what level of doctors they're seeing now that they've capped the income that doctors can make. Smart people don't go into industries where somebody tells them how much they can make. Uh, you're going to see guys that made B's and C's in, uh, in medical school, not A's. Sink, let that sink in when you need somebody to take care of your kid. Worst case, I'm bartering with Tyler to swap, you know, eggs for butter. And, and people are dying because there's no medicine. So um, do I want to die from the coronavirus? Do I want my family or my loved ones or really anybody to die? No, I don't. But, but if somebody said I got to die to preserve a way of life for my kids, my grandkids, and future generations, I'm doing it right now, and I'm not even blinking. We have turned into what it's, what's in it for me society. Well, I know it's for the great, you know, we used to talk about greater good, right? Greater good used to be the answer. You know, if one person has to die for a hundred to live, we're going to do it. Now it's, uh -uh. uh-uh. I I, I mean, every person that wants to fight me on on social media, they're like, I'm doing this to protect my kid's grandmother. I'm doing this to protect my kid. I I get it. I'm I'm protecting my kid, too. My kid's on shutdown. I I won't let her go anywhere. But at the same time, I'm still going out working providing for my family, being strong. I mean, I, I'm so disappointed right now. I mean, 
uh, my commute to work is like half what it used to be. Part of, partly because there's less people on the roads because yeah. schools are closed and stuff. It's partly, nice. partly because the police force, who it says on their badge to protect and serve, have said, we don't want to protect and serve because we might get the coronavirus. So every day I speed past half a dozen cops going 90 down the Gene Snyder. Nobody even budges. I mean, nobody moves. I can't. I uh, I blew through two red lights yesterday with cops coming the other intersection, and they didn't even hesitate. They they nothing happens, <laughs> nothing happens, and, and people don't realize that. I, I I watched a couple of lemmings on a social media page yesterday talk about, you know, here we go. Bad you know people's bad behavior comes out. There are people literally robbing people as they come out of grocery stores, in what I would call decent zip codes in town. Here, in town? Yeah, yeah, uh, Kroger Middletown, Value Market on Outer Loop. But uh, somebody had the nerve to say, well, why don't we get some cops off-duty to be security? And I said, cops don't want to protect and serve now on duty. You think you're going to get them to do that off-duty? Well, what do you mean that's their job? Uh, do you live in a cave? Here, let me send you the clip where they announce, we're not coming to... Minor traffic violations, we're not going to car accidents, we're not going to lesser crimes. Basically, unless you're murdering, unless you're murdering or, or raping, you probably aren't going to see a cop. And then the weird thing for me, on top of that, is the other night I said, you know, I just want some data. I want some data to show me that, that this virus is, is out of control. And I said, if it was, you don't think there wouldn't be news people at every ER, showing the ERs stacked up with people. And I've got friends who are EMTs, and they're like, there's less people in ERs right now than there's ever been because they're scared to go for other things because they're afraid they'll contract the coronavirus. There's nobody in the ERs. They're, they're like, we don't even make runs. And I, and I say that because I drove past a substation a couple nights ago. The parking lot was filled with police cars and ambulances, just sitting, just sitting. So I don't want to say conspiracy because as soon as you say conspiracy, you're immediately discredited. So I don't want anybody to think there's no such thing as a coronavirus. I would have to believe there's a coronavirus. Now, whether or not it was man-made or made from bat soup, I don't know. That's, that sounds a little funky. All I know is, is how we're responding to it. And I, I would not be surprised if some people... I'm talking rich people, like people that own the patent to Infamil, people that, you know, invented the color blue. I mean, people with real, real money uh, have not said, "Hey, how can we play this to our advantage?" I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, I mean, it's already been proven. They've got some guys from uh, Congress who uh, are under scrutiny because it looks like they made a bunch of stock market moves based on what they heard in private closed-door meetings. Mm -hmm. So, hey, uh, yeah, I, th I think people manipulate the situation. It's part of human nature. Yeah. Opportunity, I'm going to jump at it. Everything you said, it's fact. You can't dance around what you see, what Tyler sees, what average listener sees to any experience that's happening now. If they see it, it happened. Right, right, right. That's your experience. What's the, re what's the response? I'd like to know what your all's response is to the what you've been seeing 
So you go to Facebook. You know that it's nothing but a shit show. Why do you keep going back to Facebook? Dude, if, if you could tell me that, I'd pay you to be my therapist. Cause I, because here's what I find <laughs> because myself you, doing. Because here's what I think it is. You are, you or anybody, everybody, the world is based off of vibrations. Mm-hmm, everything sure. is reverberating right. out and coming back Renaissance, in. What you give right. is coming back. The world is, has been giving is me, 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 me. And I'm going to get Tyler to weigh in on that part because he has... I, I really like what he has to say about the me and we situation. Sure. Me, 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 me has been going out. Me, 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 me. Look at how much I can get. Look at how much, how fast I can go. Look at how much money I can make. Look at how much I hate work. Look at how much I don't like being a teacher to my kids. That's why the teachers are there. Look at how much the, I don't like the government. You see how big my hands have gotten? So all of a sudden, the world, the universe, the spiritual forces, whatever you want to call them, says, okay, you hate all that stuff. Here it is right back at you. You like all this stuff. Here it is right back at you. So you get it and you go, oh, I didn't know this is this is how bad things could be. Or I didn't know that this is how ugly things could be. Me, me, me. Now I've been training myself in this me situation. So now I've got to think about me and mine, me and mine. I got to get what's for me and mine. I can't, I don't want to go to work. So now I don't have to go to work. But now how are we going to eat? Where am I going to get the money for? Somebody's got to pay me. Good old government is going to give me what I need to have so that I can survive because I don't like where I am and I don't like what I've been doing. This whole situation is changing that up, but still someone needs to take care of me. The job that I've hated has been taking care of me with a paycheck every two weeks and insurance every every time I need to go to the hospital. I don't have to worry about how am I going to pay this medical bill. Well, now you don't have it. Since you wanted this to be you, universe, God, spiritual, whatever, since you wanted this to be about you, what are you going to do with everything that you've asked for? So you go to Facebook, and that's like we've been seeing it since Facebook was created. Look at how bad this is. Look at how bad that is. At least I'm not like them. Or at least my life is not as bad as this person's life. At least my kids aren't as bad as these kids. Okay, well, what happens if that's all you have to wake up to? Now you're going to see how good little Johnny is. Right. Now you're going to see how challenging it is to work with your wife every single day when you wake up. Now you're going to, since you didn't like her, let, let's magnify what you don't like right, about right, her. Right, right. Since, and since you're going to magnify it, now you, have a, now you have a choice. There's one thing in Scripture that I, one thing that I loved about the Old Testament in Scripture is that God would say, here, choices. You all, I've created you all with the ability to make a choice. You have the freedom to choose whatever you want. Choose whatever you want. Here's some consequences that are good to what your choice may be. Here's some consequences that are bad to what your choices may be. Do you want the good or the bad? I don't like this part about my life. Well, now you just magnified the bad. So we've got this coronavirus that has exploded so that people can see, oh, this is how bad it can be. Now we have a choice. Do you want it to continue to be bad? Well, then keep focusing on the bad. Do you want it the tide to turn? to where it is different, but it's not socialistically different, then here's some choices that you have to make. They're jacking people on the way out of the grocery store. If the officers don't want to do it because they're afraid of coronavirus, they have a choice to make. Do you still want to be an officer after this is all done? Because right. now you're going to see the worst of humanity. Right, for sure. Well, but if you're just going to stand by and watch people run red lights knowing, knowing that they shouldn't be running red lights, right. why be worried about it when there is no coronavirus? Why? Right. Well, answer, right. so, like so answer these, que- answer these questions. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, but I think part of part of it for me, man, is nobody's thinking that far ahead, right? I, and that's the biggest problem. Right. I think. I, I mean, that's a huge problem. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's it's right here, right now. We're going to stay locked down as long as the government tells me to. Well, what about this and that? You know, what about the things the three of us in this room have just talked about for ten minutes? Everybody goes, who cares? These guys are these guys don't care. They mm-hmm. don't care about this coronavirus. No, no, no. I care, but but I got to plan ahead. I got a family. I got I got things. I mean, the pressure of protecting my family and. You know, not just my family that lives in my house, but, you know, I, I feel like I have an obligation to the people that work for me, right? Like, I mean, I'm obligated because they're, you know, they have really, the guys that work with me are super guys above me and below me, right? So the guys that own the company and the guys that uh, come in every day and take direction from me, I, I mean, they have, uh, I mean, none of them miss work. They don't miss because they, because they get it. They, they understand. And, mm-hmm. and. And they, uh, you know, so I feel obligated to fight for them. Like, I feel like every day I'm like, well, I can't miss work. I can't roll over because I got to be there for them because mm. the, they, they've got a commitment and I'm honoring that commitment. Uh, I, I want them to have a livelihood, right? You know, they're trying to do the right thing for them and their families. Uh, I'm obligated to do that, too. And, and what I don't understand is, is all these people who don't feel any obligation to anything. Like this sense of, oh, the pressure's off. All yeah. that pressure that I was going through about right. my life that was so hard. I can breathe. Yeah. Oh, I can take a break. Right. Let's right. take a right. let's take a vacation. The world's just hit pause. It's yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Everything will pick back up. Right. Because yeah. now they can hide behind the fear, right? Everybody's hiding behind the fear. And that's another topic. Like this might be the longest one we do. And that's longest. okay. It's important. Because you got to talk. You, you have to talk about fear versus the opposite of fear. Like yeah. whatever your opposite of fear is. Fear is such a huge tool in the ammo box to keep people under control. For yeah. sure. Well, oh, but I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you this. It, it for me, it's all about fear. It, the mm-hmm. whole thing stems for me for fear because they're like, people say, "Well, aren't you scared of people dying and scared of this coronavirus?" Yeah, yeah, I'm real scared. I'm super scared. In fact, if my child coughs, I damn near have a panic attack. Because I'm, I, I literally yesterday sat around the house and timed how far apart her coughs were. Worried about, is she just coughing because her throat tickles because she got a little choked? Or, or we got onset coronavirus in the house, right? I mean, I, I get it. I'm scared. I, I, I'll go on the record. I, I don't know if I've ever been scared. I, I literally don't know if I've ever been scared in my life. And I'm scared. But I am more scared of what happens post-coronavirus Me too. than I am coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That fear, that fear of waking up to chaos and vigilantes and no food and no electricity and no money. And not, I ain't talking about rich money. I'm talking about money to take care of my family money. That fear is damn near paralyzing. And I've never been in that condition. I'll die from the coronavirus and not blink an eye. That happens. I'll die from something. I'll die from coronavirus. I, I'm not dying, and my last thoughts being, my family is fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So, um, so yeah. So that I mean, fear. Yeah, it's all fear. For mm-hmm. me, it's all fear. It, it, it's just what what are you afraid of the most? Right. Yeah, and that that falls on kind of both sides of this. You know, um, I think there are people that are definitely using it as like a, a vacation but maybe for every person in that situation too they're 
there's someone who's sitting at home and you know they're they're spending all day watching the news and they're hearing you know they're seeing the footage in Italy of the crowd overcrowded hospitals and uh, you know they've got it in their head that this coronavirus is just killing people left and right because when you watch the news that's kind of the the portrait that they're painting there um, I mean it's just you know the the death tolls come up and they're in red and they slam against the yeah, screen for sure and you know I think that um, there's a lot of people that that you know are using it as a staycation but these people you know that maybe just watch the news too much and stuff I, I really think that uh, you know a lot of them think that they're doing the right thing and, and you know by staying in their home and, and socially um, distancing that uh, you know they're they're a part of the collective kind of for the first yeah. time in their life yeah, yeah. even though they're isolated like it, it's it's giving people um, together in isolation yeah like a togetherness <laughs> a too yeah. and um, you know like with the footage of uh, the people all on their balconies and singing together and um, I think all the, the celebrities the other day just you know were doing their isolation videos singing uh, imagine um, it's there's there's also like a, just a overwhelming sense of like a, a, a global community mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it's to take a positive out of this I think that we're gonna uh, we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about positives I want to spend yeah. more time talking about positives and the negatives I think that uh, you know maybe those people that thought oh yay I got a snow day I'm gonna stay home from work and it's gonna be so cool mm-hmm. I'm just gonna sit at no home school. and play around and watch Netflix all day I think they're going to very quickly, the people that are thinking that way, they're very quickly going to get bored of Netflix and get tired of being inside and, and actually crave some real human interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, dude. Don't you think, don't you think though, like I, I saw I saw a couple things yesterday where people were like, being bored is your, that's your sacrifice to making this country safe. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that was where it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, if boredom is what happens, then maybe that might be part of the discomfort that you're talking about. Right, right. Um, discomfort come in many but shapes if, and forms. But if boredom's the worst discomfort anybody feels, I, I promise you, uh, there's a huge group of people out there that would rather be bored than work. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And but, but then, and when they open the doors, they go back to work. Oh, I don't want to go back to work. Here's your brown light. Right. Well, how am I going to pay this? Oh, go back to work. Right. The fundamental, foundational things that we have to do as people, that really should not change. How long it takes to get back to doing that, that's going to be different. That's going to be something to work with. But just because this thing hits, oh, work's no longer valid. What? Well, I would tell you this. If this goes on too long. I mean to cut you off. If this goes on too long, if this goes on too long, work will become invalid. Because you could work 24 hours a day and not prop the economy back up that's that's my fear yeah i think uh this is um the beginning talks of like universal basic income too with these you know possibly thousand dollar checks or something for everybody coming down the pipeline uh i think you'll it's it's going to inject that into um you know the talking points in the coming elections you know it might not happen for quite a while, but uh, I think it's an idea that's about to start to get discussed 
a little more um, for situations like this, and I, I just think it opens up the door for it. You know, the other thing that really super bothers me here is everybody seems to be chanting for martial law. Mm. Right? I'm not, so I, you well, can't say everybody. Well, you're right. I mean, I use everybody as a, as a generic term because I'm pretty sure the three of us are anti that. And I wanted to get that out there for a couple reasons. I'm, I'm okay with guardsmen coming to, to help, but I'm pretty sure you can't combat coronavirus with rifles and pistols. Because then it gets stupid. We right. saw how that worked out in Missouri. Mm-hmm. How we, the remember that uh, LA ninety two yep. about the right. Yep. You see what happens when people with fear on both sides of of the trigger. Right. You're not coming here and taking mine. Well, I've got to get mine somehow. Well, it's not going to be here. Right. The little unassuming um, what v- Vietnamese or Korean. Shop owners, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They turn into a little militia to keep right, their right. your store is going to go down. Well, uh, here's a, well, here's a news. They turned into a, they turned into a militia. Well, here's an and they didn't they had no tra- they weren't trained by the government. They weren't uh, they didn't go through any sort of seminars to know how to protect your. Right. I got a gun. Do not come over here. Well, and I got to tell you, uh, everybody has different theories on on gun control and stuff like that. I'll, I'll tell you a couple things. One, the last thing I told my wife before I walked out the door is, you don't open this door to anybody. I don't care if they have a badge. I don't care if they have identification. I don't care if they have a uniform. You don't open this door to anybody that's not me, number one. Number two, um, I gotta tell you, I don't care if you're wearing a, a guardsman uniform. I don't care if you're wearing a police uniform. If you knock on my door in a manner that I feel threatened, you're not coming in right now. Because I've committed no crimes. I don't need your help, and, and I'm, I've not committed any crimes. So you will not be allowed in my home, and, and I will fire on you. That, that's just point blank. Because obviously people who have sworn to protect and serve aren't protecting and serving. How do, how do I know? How do I know what your intentions are? I, I don't, and so I, consequently I'm not. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I would also tell you that everybody that talks about, oh, you know, they're doing it to protect us. They're doing it for our own safety. I, I, would, I would like for you, because here's the sad part. I, I, I said this exact thing a couple days ago, and people I was talking to didn't even know this happened. Back after uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor in World War II, Japanese, and might I add, they went ahead and lumped in anyone Asian or Asian-looking, got put into internment camps, which basically meant prison, mm-hmm. yeah. for a period of time for their own safety. So uh, think about that. Uh, you're, you're minding your own business. You're not committing any crimes. Guy walks up to your door with a uniform, says that you're coming with me. Your entire family gets taken to prison. To prison. Uh, Hitler said... Hey, you Jewish people, uh, you know, you're not really welcome here because we blame you for all of our economic downfall. For your own safety, get on these trains and let me take you somewhere where you can have your own communities. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have one in Auschwitz. So, yeah, get on the trains. Everything will be fine. Bring your suitcases. Yeah, ask anybody from the Holocaust how that that worked out for them. Not so well. Yeah, it didn't turn out so great, did it? Mike Shinoda wrote a song about the... Japanese intern. Mm-hmm, you sure did. Shino, uh, I just had it. It was 
thinking about Kenji. DJ? Yeah, no, the lead singer. Ah, okay. Not Chester, but the other one, the right. one who rapped. Gotcha. Chester sang yeah, yeah. Mike Fort Minor. Fort Minor. Yeah. It was a song called Kenji. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's yeah, the real deal, guys. I mean, this isn't... So it's, I mean, not, it's not just uh, Jewish people. Right, no. Oh, it's, gosh. It, well, it's again, not Jews and not just blacks. Well, no, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. We took a... It, that's a, The internment camps are a great example of where we took a fear. We took a fear from being attacked by uh, the Japanese at Pearl Harbor and said, well, we worry about you Japanese. Let's put you somewhere safe. And, and yeah, everybody that looks Asian is going. So Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese, whatever you were, that's where you went. So they lumped everybody in. I mean, we can, we can talk about McCarthyism. Uh, we can talk about a, a ton of things, guys, where, where we've tried to rest under this blanket of safety uh, and it's not quite so safe. Uh, it's a messed up definition of safety. For sure, yeah. for sure. Back, I mean, which goes to, I just want to take it to, he was telling me about a logo that he worked on a few years ago, going back to the me, 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 me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It messed up sense of balance being, well, I got to take care of me and then, and then mine and then maybe you all. You talk about the... Yeah, so um, just basically, like, if you if you take me and you flip it as a mirror, it's we. Right. So I mean, it's basically the same word. Um, and just right now, like what you were saying, uh, I think there are people that, you know, would look at this like a snow day, and they're thinking about me, 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 me. Um, but then, you know, on the opposite side of the coin, too, there are people that, you know, are watching the news and think that they're doing the right thing. And are generally, like we were saying, um, think that, you know, right now they're a part of a global community and they're doing this. They're sacrificing their temporary discomfort for the, the better of the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a complex issue, you know, mm-hmm. because I could see... Um, to Derek's point too, that you know, going and supporting your family and showing up, and you know, making sure that everything's okay, and you know, that's also you're looking at the the we. Yeah, there's different um, different levels to me and different levels to we. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's it's a super complex, complicated issue, that uh, you know, it's it's. I don't think this is going to be the last time that uh, we're faced with Mm-mm. something like this. I Mm-mm. think it's going to be a little more frequent. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, now really determines how we're going to um, do this in the future. We can't give up our civil liberties. We can't just roll over and mm-hmm. say, take care of us, government. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely not the right move. Um, I mean, you got to think the United States was founded off of the print the idea that we don't want the government telling us what to do exactly we're, we're yeah. going to go so far as to cross this big unknown blue yep. pond That's right. to have our own right we're going to go to a land where there were people already here thriving off of the land in harmony with what was going on on the, in the land so we're going to learn from them but then that the level of me and we hey we're new here show us how to do it you showed us. Now we're just going to take it. Me, 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 me. Right. These winters seem to be getting cold over here, uh, but we're not going to go back to Her Majesty's army right. just to be taken care of. We, that's a lot. We'd rather die than have the government give us and tell us what need, give us what we need and tell us what we need to do. Right. I mean, that's this whole country. 
yeah. from from the beginning to even the, you got the Civil War. Y'all aren't going to tell us what to do with these people. Right. They're, they are our economy. You can't do that to people. Right. So I, I got to think that when you flip the me to the we, the we is going is going to win. Like I was, I don't know if you all do mantras, it, a level of praying, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're just constantly reaffirming to yourself the Nako song, I believe in the good things coming. Yeah. Constantly saying it. And I, was, I found yeah. myself, like I said earlier, I can't keep things bottled up. So I found myself walking around with Lincoln, walking around with Jonah, just verbally saying, we are going to beat this. You, you, Jonah, have way long of a life to live. Like we went to, we went to get his medication yesterday, and I was helping him understand you just can't touch everything. You can't touch everything before, but now you can't touch everything even more. Now you really can't. He was getting frustrated, but I was like, you've got too much of a life to live. You have way too much of a life to live for, like, he lasted 10 years, actually nine and a half years longer than the medical profession, the people that are saying, distance yourself. He lasted nine and a half years longer than they said he would. Right. You, you're going to die when you're 75 years old, Jonah. So we're going to listen to what's being said, but we're also going to believe that all of this is going to go away. Yeah. It's going to be different on the other side, but I'm going to believe in the good things coming. I'm going to believe that people are going to link up together like the North to beat the South and help the South realize you can't treat people the way you're treating. Government, you can't treat people the way you want them to be, the way you want them to be. You have to help, like we all have to help each other get back to some semblance of normalcy. It's not going to be normal again. It's not going to be like we were, like Adolf came. Things are not the same after Adolf. Things were not the same after Stalin. Things will not be the same. Like, they weren't the same after Al-Qaeda. You can't just... I can't watch my wife get on a plane and wave to her from the window now. It's going to be different, but she can still get on a plane.